Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray that you will meet us at a point of need. Father, we pray that there will be no disturbance, Lord God. Take away every disturbing spirit from us right now, Lord God. Father, I pray that every word that proceeds from this pulpit will fulfill the purpose for which it goes forth, Lord God. Father, I pray that your children will come here today to hear from you. will have your word, Master. will be transformed, Lord God. will be filled, Lord God. And they will go forth rejoicing that you have met them at that point of need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's nice to hear that. How many of you remember Brother Jetson? He used to sit in this corner, the second row. A brother who used to walk with, this, with a stick, with a cane. He's our Brother Jetson who used to sit in the second row. He is the one, Brother Jetson is going to be with the Lord. So now you remember who we were praying for. Amen? Uh, about two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to be talking to our beloved pastor and we were talking on certain subjects and suddenly the subject was on dreams and as our pastor was talking and telling about how the Lord ministered to him, I decided at that time that's going to be a word that I'm going to bring the next time that I come to the congregation. And then, I always steal that from you. Why? Because that is your dream. Why? Because that is your vision. It's for you. And for each and every one, God has a dream. God has a vision. Yes, my brother. Turn to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, the A part, the first part. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, ah. the people perish. When there is no vision, people perish. The NIV says, says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restrain. When there is no revelation. And the Amplified AMP says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. For us to move forward in God's will for our lives. For us to move forward for God's will in our family. For us to move forward for God's will in our church. Our life, our family and our church, we should have a dream. Or in other words, a vision. When I use the word dream, basically I'm talking about a dream or a vision. However God needs to meet your need. Okay? God's purpose is to give us a dream or a vision that will motivate our lives and that we will be committed to serve Him for His glory alone. Not for us. Without it, we cannot advance with what God has called us to do. Before I can, ac- before I can accomplish the will of God, before I can accomplish, please hear this very carefully, before I can accomplish the will of God, I should learn what's the will of God in my life. Before you can start serving God in the church, you must first know what God is calling you for. 
When you know your calling, you will know where's your path in the body. Amen? This dream or this vision can come only from God. You don't wake up overnight and say, I want to be the pastor of the church. Then that won't be your calling. It might be stoning. Sorry. The first requirement is, where are you? Before God can give you a vision or a revelation. Where are you? That's the question. I've come to the conclusion, and that's my own conclusion. There's no such thing as great people. You see all these evangelists? There's no such thing as great people. There are only ordinary people who have been committed to great dreams and destiny. Before you can see all these great people that you worship, they were just ordinary people like you and me. But they caught on to the dream or the vision that God has given them. And they have kept the course. And that's where they are now. You and I will also have our same destiny in Jesus' name. If we know how to get related to God's dream or God's vision, and that will shape us, that will direct us, and that will define us who we are. Amen? Our dreams determine our destiny. When you don't have a dream, there's no destiny. You are one day here, one day there. You will be jumping from ministry to ministry because you do not have a vision where God has called you. You must understand that. How you feel about yourself, if you don't have a dream or a vision, you won't want to say, why should I wake up? Why should I go to work? What's the purpose of living? Have you heard people's voices? You can hear them sometimes. Because they have nothing. They come and they go. And you ask them, how are you brother? Okay. No vision in life. How's the family? Okay. No purpose in life. Everything that they say is okay. When you get God's dream for your life, you begin to fulfill His plan which He has made to you about yourself. The reason you exist, the purpose of your living, is that you do not drift away from God's calling. It's only when you discover God's calling, why God has made you, then God makes sense in your life. Otherwise, He doesn't make sense in your life. How do I get God's dream for my life? The question is. How do I get God's dream? And the first point is, the first point, how do I get God's dream, my brother? And it's the most simplest of all, is dedicate your life to God. The first thing you need to do is dedicate your life to God. To dedicate basically means to devote yourself to the worship of a divine being, and that is God. You should be a person that is able to worship God, not by singing. Singing is a part by your life. To set yourself for God's service. To be sanctified totally for God. That's number one. Number two, to define, to set yourself apart. Not only collectively, but apart only for God's work, God's glory. Amen. Let us quickly turn to Romans chapter 12 and we will read verses 1 and 2. Yes, my brother. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans 12. I, be, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Number one, God is, the word of God is saying, I beseech you. That means what? I am requesting you. Why? Yes, my brother. By the mercies of God. 
Paul is saying, by the mercies of God, that He present your bodies. Mark, underline that word, that you present your bodies. Number one, before you can present your gift, like Brother Lakin was saying, present your bodies. God is requiring you more than your gift. Because when He has you, you will automatically give your gifts to God willingly. Amen? Yes, my brother. As a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Holy. As, one minute. You present your body as what? That's the requirement. Our body should be presented as a living sacrifice only for Him and not for our glory. Yes, my brother. Holy. Ah, number two. Living sacrifice and that sacrifice has to be requirement holy. That's the simplest thing. Yes, my brother. Acceptable unto God. When your sacrifice becomes holy unto God, like our brother Lakin was saying, it becomes acceptable. acceptable. You see how God is confirming it through the word, through the exhortation. When your life is holy, everything that you do will become acceptable to God because you are in line with God. Amen? Yes, my brother. Which is your reasonable service. That is the service you give unto God. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything that I have, I give to you. Then God says, that is acceptable to me. And that's Really what I want. Yes, my brother. Two. And be not conformed to this world. And when you start doing that, be careful that you don't get confirmed to the world. Many great men start off very well. Great beginning. Mighty miracles. Great happening. Death coming to life. Mighty miracles. Suddenly, the things of the world attracts them. They get confirmed to the world. Miracles still happen. Many things still happening. But they are not walking in faith anymore. Continue my brother. But be ye transformed. But now get yourself transformed from the world, yes? By the renewing of your mind. Number one, be careful of your mind. Your mind is a very dangerous place. If you are able to give your mind to God, then God has your total body in control. Yes my brother. That he may prove Mm. what is that good and acceptable. Now, when you give your mind, God says, now you can prove what is good unto God. What is acceptable to God. Yes, my brother. And perfect. And that is the perfect will of of God. Giving your life, number one. Dedicating your life is what God wants from you more than your service to God. I can preach all the messages I want here. I can do all the gymnastics I want here. But if my life is not dedicated to God, it means nothing. You can be serving God in any ministry. But if your life is not dedicated to Him, your ministry is worthless. Consider it as done. I don't want to frighten you, but that's the truth. You've got to be willing to dedicate your life, number one, to God. Many of us say, I dedicate my life, but I will not dedicate my children's life. They have to make their own decisions. Sorry. You've got to teach your children the ways of the Lord. You've got to teach them when you walk about. You've got to teach them when you sit down. You've got to teach them when they lie down. So that when they come to a time, they will dedicate their lives to God. Amen? Amen. Number one, present yourselves. 
Number two, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. When you have done this, it will be acceptable in God's sight. That will be good, that will be pleasing, and it will be a perfect sacrifice unto God. Amen? Brothers and sisters, you got to commit yourself, number one. You got to dedicate yourself. Commit it and dedicate it. Offer yourself as a living sacrifice. That is the will of God. Amen? So, what is God's will? How do I discover that? How do I discover what's God's will? Be careful. Don't be transformed to the pattern of the world. Never be transformed to the pattern of the world. Most people miss God's dream because they are looking not at God, but at everybody else what they are doing. They want to be copycats. If you are trying to imitate somebody else, you are going to become a carbon copy of that person and you will not be God's original. Many of us see somebody pray and we say, I want to be like him. You will become his carbon copy. His carbon copy, but you will never become God's original. Let us turn quickly to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Thank you, my sister. Wherefore? Ah, therefore. Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Lay aside, okay. Every weight. Every weight. Lay aside. Push it away. Everything that is heavy. Yes, my brother. And the sin which, ah. which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You and I have got a race. Don't run in my track. You will become like me. I will not run in your track. Then I will start following you. And if you go off track, I will also go off track. Find your own track. Each, of, each and every one have got a particular race. Wives, don't run behind your husbands. Husbands, don't run behind your wife. Run together. Okay? So that each of you will have your own track. God has a particular course for everybody to run. He tells you to focus on Him, and when you focus on God, you will lay aside all excess baggage. It says, all the excess, excess baggage. Now, let me be very careful. What is the excess baggage that you have in your life? Many of us got excess baggage of relationship. Wrong relationship. Number one, excess baggage. Number two, some of us, some of us have got friendships that are pulling us down. Because your friend's goals are exactly, may not be, it could be opposite to what God's goal that God has for you. You cannot please the crowd and at the same time try to please God. You can't. You will have your foot in two places. You cannot be dedicated to God and be dedicated to what your friend has who has a different vision than what you have. Amen. Let us quickly turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. I would like you to open your own Bibles and see what, how God is ministering to you this but morning. But to the rest, speak... 6.12. It says, all things are lawful for me. What? Everything is lawful for me. I want you to pay very careful attention. But not all things are profitable. Can you see that? 
They are lawful, but they are not profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by any. That means they will not have dominion over me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. 10-23. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. I'm reading from NASB. All, all things, things are... Yes, all sir. things are lawful hmm. for me, but all things are not expedient. Okay. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. See, you got that? All things are lawful, but do they edify me? No, they may not edify me. They might be good for that moment, but for the long run, no. There are many things that I like to do, but they may not be wrong. But they, may not be the, but they may not be necessary. You understand? Let me give you an example. Climbing a mountain is not wrong. Okay? Climbing a mountain is not wrong, it's good. But is it necessary for me now? Fishing is not wrong. I can go fishing all day long. It's not wrong. But does that edify me? Is the question. What you do? If it does not edify you, it does not bring glory to God, it does not allow you to, to transform somebody's life, to change somebody's life, to edify somebody's life, don't do it. I'm just giving you an example now. Fishing boys don't look at me in a different way. Okay? So whatever you're doing, if it does not edify you, don't do it. If that's the means of your living, then do it. If at home your wife is waiting for you to bring the fish and come, go fishing. I'll also join you. Okay? But God has blessed us with enough. Our fridge is full of fish. Number two, second point. Reserve time with God. Reserve time with God. The first one, dedicate your life to God. Second one, reserve time with God. Matthew 6, 6. Yes, Brother Matthew. That was an undercut for him. Yeah. But thou, when thou prayest, mm. enter thy closet. Mm. And when thou hast shut thy door, mm. pray to thy father, which is in secret. Mm. And thy father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. Amen. In order to hear from God, first thing you need to put off. I'm going to give another undercut. We have come here to hear from God, correct? How many of you have come here to hear from God? 75, 80, 85. Okay, praise God. It says put off everything. How many of us got our cell phones on? When you come to hear from Him, you have to put off everything. Everything. How many of us are dreaming about home? We are dreaming about so many things. But God says, listen, listen. I and you are going to have a communication now. We are going to have a talk. I am going to deal with your heart. Put off everything. Set time alone with God. Set a place alone with God. Set quality time. Place. Many of us set a time. We set a place, but we don't give quality time. Five minutes, that's enough for you. I have to go now have breakfast. If I don't eat breakfast, I can't take my medication. No quality time. God wants the three. Time, place, and quality. Amen. If there's one thing of that is lacking, please ask the Lord, Lord, help me to get all three in order. 
many people who have had encounters with God either had an encounter with God when they were seeking Him faithfully or when they were serving Him faithfully. Go through the scriptures and look at every encounter that people have had with God. If they were seeking Him faithfully, we know in the case of Paul, seeking faithfully, he had an encounter. Zachariah, when he was serving God, he had an encounter. May you have an encounter with God very soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us turn to Job chapter 37 verse 14. Job 37 14. The Bible says, Job 37 verse 14. Please open your Bibles and stop sleeping. Hearken unto this. Oh Job. Yes brother. Stand still. Ah, yes, yes, there's a thing. When you go to God, let your words be less. Don't read Bhagavad Gita and Rama and all the Gitas and all the verses. Let your words be few. Stand still before Him. Stand still before God. Yes, my brother. And consider the wondrous works of God. Number one, when you stand still, learn to praise God for all He has done. That you have breath in your body. Praise Him for that. Praise Him for everything that God brings into your remembrance. That's the first thing. Don't go with your supplication. Many people go to God with a shopping list. Supermarket. God is not a supermarket. He's a time in a place of refuge for you. I get very upset when we think that we can go to God and expect Him to be a supermarket for us. He is not a supermarket. He is a holy God. He is a righteous God. And we have to go to Him in reverence and in awe to before Him. And if we can bow our knees before Him and say, God, I offer my life to You. Everything that I have, I give it to You. I'm not going to make You into a shopping list. We have all Christians, we do that to God. And after we come up to this big list, we go, God is not your supermarket man. He is your Father. And He will correct you, rebuke you, guide you, help you, mold you, and make you to be a mighty man or mighty woman in His sight. Amen? Amen. My brothers and sisters, the New Living Translation says of the same scripture, Listen, stop, consider the miracles of God. Your very living, your very life, your very breath that you have is a miracle from God. Amen? Amen. That's the reason we, we sang the song. This is my story. This is my song. Will you have a story at the end of your journey? I want to ask you that. And each and every one of us should have a story to tell our children amen. of what God has done in our lives. Amen? Amen. He's amen. getting... I want to share this. It's a very important thing. Is getting God's dream for your life worth one day of your life? You got it? Is getting God's dream for your life worth one day of your life? I will tell you why. Have you taken one day of your life? Okay? Don't visit anybody. Put off your phone. Try this. Try this. Put off your phone. Tell your wife not to disturb you. I would, I would recommend, it's good if husband and wife can do it together if you are not having children. But if you are having children, I would recommend this. Ask your wife that today... I'm going to switch off the phones. No calls. I'm going to get right with God. Nothing. One day. Take it a time. Let, since Saturdays are being holidays, go to God in prayer. Relax in His presence. 
Don't take your shopping list. Spend one day with God and ask God, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do with my life? Who are the people that you want me to minister to? Who are the people you want me to intercede for? What is it that you have for me, Lord? Take one day and the next week give it to your wife and ask your wife to do it. And if those who are not having a family, you have a great time to do this. Take one day and give that to God and say, this day is only for you, Lord. And see what God will do with you. Amen? He will turn you around. He will reveal His plans and purposes for you. You will do great things for Him in Jesus' name. My third point is, evaluate yourself and your abilities. Evaluate yourself and your abilities. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5, eight, that, Yes, my brother. Yeah, that not, that not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Does it talk about examine yourself? The scripture that I'm looking for, maybe I got it wrong. Examine yourself, whether you are in the faith. Prove yourself. Examine yourself. That's the scripture that I'm looking for. I'm sorry. It says, examine yourself and see if you're still walking in faith. Second Corinthians. Thank you, my brother. It's in Second Corinthians. Examine yourself. And you're supposed to examine yourself every day. You got it, my brother? Examine yourselves. Mm. Whether you be in the faith. Whether, number one, when you go to examine yourself, don't examine yourself with what your brother has or what your sister has. Examine yourself first to see whether you are walking in your track. Remember I told you about the track? First thing, yes, examine yourself. Prove your own self. Prove your own self. Look at all that you are doing that God has called you to do. Whether you are still doing what He has called you to do. Know ye not your own selves. Okay. How that Jesus Christ is in you, mm. except ye be reprobates. Amen. Praise God. The gift and the ability that God has given you. My brothers and sisters, I want to ask you several questions. Ask yourself, what are you good at? Don't tell me you're good at shopping. <laughs> if I ask one of the ladies, they'll say, I'm very good at shopping, my brother Claudie. Ask God, Lord, what do I love most? Ask yourself also, what is it that I love most? What is your passion? Let me ask you. I want you to turn and ask the Lord, Lord, what is the thing that I have most that I can be useful of your service? This morning while we were having the ushering uh, prayer, there was a need that came up from the usher leader. We need women in the ushering team. We need women. There are a lot of men, but we need women. So if you are looking for what are you good at today, from the pulpit is coming. We need people to help at the ushering team who are women. Okay? And if husbands are there, don't push your wife and say, go, go, so you can get rid of her. Join her also. Okay? You'll be very happy to send her for all the meetings. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10. The Bible says, For we are His 
workmanship. Amen. And what? Created in Christ Jesus. Amen. You were created in Christ Jesus. You were not created in your mama or your papa. Don't walk in their footsteps. You were created in Christ Jesus. You are unique. Yes, my brother. Unto good works. Here is it. You were created unto good works. Amen. Which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. You saw that verse? You were created for good works even before you were born in your mother's womb. You were created for good works even before the world was created. Can you imagine that? You were created much, 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 much ahead. So when God called you, He said, this is what I'm calling you for. Amen? I want you to tell your neighbor, God has a plan for you. God has a plan Tell your neighbor, there's nobody like you. Tell your neighbor, you are unique. Tell your neighbor, last of all, you are God's workmanship. You are God's workmanship. Do you know that each and every one of you are uniquely created? I can't be like Brother George. And Brother George cannot be like me. We are all called for a different purpose. Amen? Brothers, but to be unique, it's nice to say, but I'm unique. But being unique and not and being uneffective is bad. You've got to be unique and be effective. Being unique and sitting in the chair and say, I sit down very uniquely, is not required. Okay? Being unique and serving God is what God calls you. Amen? That's the most important thing. I want you to tell, tell yourself, I am going to make, and I'm going to, I'm going to become what God has called me to become. I'm going to become what God has called me to become. In Jesus' name, may that be a portion. I'd like to sing this song. I call for the Lakin quickly, please. Do you know something? The songs that Brother Lakin chose, he chose it one week ago. Yesterday at 8 o'clock, I was sitting in the presence of the Lord and I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to sing tomorrow? And the Lord gave me a few songs. And one of the songs is, He who began a good work in me. And you see, that's the same song we sang this morning. Have you seen the connection of the Spirit? Both songs. We'll sing the song and I want you to just rise up on your feet. First we'll sing the song for me and then we'll sing the song for you. Okay, just the chorus part. He who began a good work in me. And as you're singing your song, I want you to lay your hand on your chest and say, Lord, you began a good work in me. He'll be faithful to complete it. Amen? Yes, my brother.
bless you as that we will be faithful. Because you are a faithful God. You have started something good in us, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Give grace to the church. Give grace to your people. back in five minutes time the purpose of the church the purpose of the church the church has one purpose and I want to share what's the purpose of the church number one is to help people to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior the first purpose of the church is people to come to know Christ first purpose the second purpose of the church the second purpose is my voice okay brother the second purpose of the church is to discover God's dream or discover God's vision. Every church, God has given a vision. Do you know that? The vision is given to the man of God, to our pastor. The man of God takes that vision and he gives it to the leaders. The leaders and the pastor goes, goes on their knees and say, God, is this the vision that you have given to us? And then that vision is brought forth before the church. That's the duty of the church is to take the vision of God and to give it to the congregation. And you know, how will you discover your, your purpose and your plan is that when you have the discipleship classes going on, and as the word is being taught, you will see your purpose find. And then you will know your calling, you will know your ministry. As you are going through those stages, you will come to know the purpose. Amen? The third, the purpose of the church is to, now you have come to know Christ, Number two, you found your vision, you found your calling, you found your, uh, your ministry. Number three is to help the congregation to grow and to develop their gifts. That's the purpose of the church. The three callings that the church has got. Christ to be known, your ministry to be known, and for you to develop you and to train you, to equip you and send you out into the world. That's the purpose. And soon as that is done... Your time in Oman is over. You go to your next de destination. Don't cling on to the chair. Because he has already filled you and he has kept you ready to continue. Amen? It's your time now to fly. Cut the base, brother. The fourth point is, associate with godly people who have godly dreams. Hear that? Associate yourself with godly people who have Godly dreams. Fourth point, sister. Proverbs 27, 17. The word of God says, Iron sharpeneth, iron so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. I want you to share this. Hang out with people who have God's vision. Who have God's dream. Hang out with those people. Don't hang out with the wrong crowd. I want to share something. Both dreams... And discouragement are very contagious. Do you know that? How do you think many people join people because they share their dream, that other person catches the dream and they go do nonsense. The same way, discouragement, 
you stay with a person who is always discouraging, you also become discouraging. So they are very contagious, both of them. People who are closest friends with you are either going to help you to find God's ways or they are going to take you away from God's ways. You have to be very careful with your friends. There is no such thing, I want to share this for the youth, there is no such thing as neutral friend. Take that away from your dictionary. No neutral friends. Either your friend is for Jesus or he's not for Christ. Understand that. Don't go and tell your mom and dad he's a neutral friend, he's okay, he's, he's, he doesn't have this politics like this. No, 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 no. He's either for God or he's against God. What did Joshua ask, ask the angel? Who are you for? You seen that? You have to ask your friend, who are you for? And if he says, I'm not for you, then thank you very much, I'll find somebody else. My brothers and sisters, too many people miss God's vision and God's dream because they hang out with the wrong crowd. Be very careful with who your friends are. If your friends, even if they are godly, let me share this with you. Even if your friends are godly, but if they don't edify you, get away from them. Run from them. He might be coming to the church every week. But if he is not edifying you, he is not helping you to grow with the word, run from him. He is not the right crowd for you. Get close with godly people. And that's the reason we, we, uh, we have taken the youth and we have put mentors with them. To guide them, to have the right crowd to help them. There are those that will hinder your walk with God, be careful of them. A true friend will want everything that God has for you in your life. He will help you through. Amen? Bad friends ruin noblest of people. Bad friends, they ruin noblest of people. My fifth point and my last one is, make your dreams public. Make your dreams public. Now, it doesn't mean you go stand in Ruby Corner and make your dreams public. Please don't do that. You'll be stoned. Now the question is, brother, how do I make my dreams public? How do I do that? When you make your dreams public, you demonstrate faith. I'll, I'll explain to you. The people who hear your dreams, God will make them get connected to you. I will explain that a little slowly. When you share it with godly people who have godly vision, they become a part of you. You see it, you sense it, and then you state it. You visualize your dream. You verbalize your dream. The moment you get it. This is what I believe God wants in my life. You tell it to your godly friend. This is what the Lord has showed me. A goal is a statement of faith. There are three effects that publicly stating will show. There are three effects of publicly stating your dream. I'm going to show you the three effects. Number one. It gets you started. The moment you get a vision from God, you, and you say it, what happens when you tell your dream to somebody or you tell your vision? You will not be quiet because you will want to do something about it. It will drive you to do something about it. That when you announce it, you become accountable now. Because you tell your godly friend, this is what the Lord has revealed to me, your godly friend prays with you, stays with you, and then you become accountable to him. Amen? Number two, it attracts other people to support you. The moment you find a godly friend, 
I'm, I want to be very careful. I'm not telling you to go share it with somebody who does not know the Lord. Share it with a godly person. The moment you share it with a godly person, you will find that that person gets connected with you and that person will stand in the gap with you. Number one, in prayer. Number two, in support. That when you launch out, that person will say, you go, I will stand with you. You launch it out, you bring it to the pastor, you bring it to the pastoral team and you say, this is what? And the moment they get connected with you, they launch you out and they support you with your dream. Third, third thing for saying it publicly, it releases the power of God. Your dream, your vision, when you share it, the power of God is released in your life. How? The moment you say it or you do it, you step out in faith out of the boat. So long you are in the boat, you are comfortable. And now your, wash, wash, your comfort, comfortable zone is being in the church. Very comfortable place. Nobody will call you. Nobody will say, everyone looks godly. Very nice. But the moment you launch out on your own, you are launching out in faith. You are telling God, I am going into the open sea now. I am going to step out. And when you do this publicly, God will uphold you. Because why? It's not your dream. It is God's vision. Amen? What is faith? I'm not going to preach about it. I'm only just going to give a few points because that itself is a, is a different message. So what is faith? It's the confidence and the assurance that something what I want will happen, but in God's time, in God's way. In God's time, in God's way. Not in my time. Understand that. When I met with the accident in, in, in 1990, Every day I waited for the miracle to happen. Every day I told myself, today is my day. I have faith. But God had a different plan for me. He took me 15 years. But in that 15 years, God did more through me than if he had healed me at that time. In my pain and in my suffering, waiting for the healing to take place, I was able to minister to so many people. My pain, waiting upon God, I was able to minister to people. If my healing had taken place, I would have left, would not have cared about anybody else. I would not have met those people. Remember I shared with you, the girl in the hospital was going to commit suicide. Came that night, shared faith. I came out of the operation theater myself, shared Christ with her. She got saved that night and she said, if you had not shared Christ tonight with me, I was going to commit suicide. If I was healed in 90, that would not have happened. A man who was, who was having AIDS and who was having blood cancer was going to die in three days' time. I was out of the th operation theater lying in my room and I heard this man screaming. In my pain, waiting for my miracle to happen. But God took me there, shared the gospel, the man gave his life to Christ. You see that? God's way, God's time is faith. And above all, if you look at Mark 11 verse 22, it says, have faith in who? In God. In God. Your faith should be in God. Not in my circumstances. Whether I receive it or not, I will still have faith in God. Amen? I want to say something. The Lord has just put that in my mind. Abraham, when God told him, Abraham, come out. I'm going to give you a son. And we find that in uh, uh, Genesis 12, 2. God talks to him and says, I'm going to give you a child. And he'll be as numerous as the stars. Did it happen overnight? 
No. Then God brings about a second time. Again in, in 15, verse 9, in 5 and 6. Abraham, I'm going to make you into a great nation. Did he see a nation? No. But now you see the nation. You see that? God's time. And if, if it did not happen to Abraham, he would still be called a man of faith. That should be your thing. No matter God, you give it to me or not, I will still hold on to you. Because our faith in God, not in my circumstances. My faith will be in you, Lord. Because you are the author and the finisher of my faith. You are the God who supplies my needs. Amen. It is all about God and nothing about yourself. And in His time, all things will become beautiful for you. And I thank God for the 15 years of pain. I thank God for the 15 years of crying on that bed. Every day I cried. But I said, God, use me for your glory and that's enough for me. Maybe if I was healed that time, I would not have been here. But God has a perfect plan for you and me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to close. If you read uh, Acts chapter 13, verse 36, quickly. For David, ah. after he had served his own generation by ah. the will of God. After David served his own generation, boy? By the will of God. By the will of God. You seen that? God's will for you and me is to serve in this generation. Amen? God has brought you here for this generation, for this period, for this time. Is one reason to serve Him. Yes, my brother. Fell on sleep and was laid unto his fathers. Amen. And I God. want, I want people, all of you to look and say, God, in this generation that I will serve you in bread of life. Amen? Acts 20 verse 24, brother. Acts 4, 20 verse 24. Acts but I don't care what happens to me, the Bible says. And, ah, sorry, Acts 20. 20 verse 24. It's okay. As long as I finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do, your one purpose is to finish the work God has called you to do. Not to make reals and go. Reals will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. You follow God, God will send the reals running behind you. That, that, that's the secret of it. You don't worry about this. Seek ye first his kingdom. That's all. Your babies will come. Your job will come. Your sickness will be healed. In this time, in Jesus' name. Amen. Our duty, God, I will seek you. Whether you give me or not, I will seek you. Still you are God and you are on the throne. Amen. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course. I might finish my course. With joy. With joy. May, may that be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you a question. What is your dream? Has God given you a dream? Has God given you a dream? I call Brother Lakin quickly to come up. And the choir to come up also. Has God given you a dream? The question is. If you have not received a vision or a dream from God for your future... Today we are going to go to the Lord and say, Lord, reveal it to me today. Reveal it to me today. Your role determines your goals. Your role de determines your goal. I'd like us to sing this song, brother. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I bring. Let us quickly turn to Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Joel 2, 28.
Bible says, I will come about after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. You see that? Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. My brothers and sisters, if you are married, the part of your dream involves your family, number one. Your part of your dream involves your children. If God gives you a dream, don't be quiet. And if God has already given you a dream, don't ask God for another dream. Help me to fulfill the dream that you have already given me, Lord. And then take me to a higher level.
want you to bow your heads at this moment. If you have not heard from the Lord, if you have not received a dream or a vision, now is the time for you to say, Lord, I give my life that you will speak to me. Reveal your plans and your purposes for me. So at the end of the days, I will have a song and I will have a story to tell of your goodness. And let us say, Lord, today change my heart. Make it ever true. In Jesus' name. Lord, we want to thank you. The giver of dream. The sustainer of dream. And the fulfiller of dream. You gave Joseph a dream. Everything that happened after the dream looks opposite. But Joseph did not give up. And so you did not give up on him. This morning, we pray. Every dream you have given us, as individual, as a family, as a church, Lord, we pray, no matter what we go through, no matter what the devil do or will not do, no matter what happens around us, please help us to focus on you and the fulfillment of the dream, never to be distracted in the name of Jesus. You have Joseph. The summary of it is you have Joseph. Joseph was faced with terrible things. But in all these, Joseph did not fail you. Please help us not to fail you. Help us not to fail you in the name of Jesus. And as we do our own part, we know we will be faithful to complete that which was started in every area of our life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every dream killers. Every dream killers around us. Father, terminate their existence. In the name of Jesus. Send dream helpers unto us. People who have ordained to help us for us to be what you want us to be. Send them unto us in the name of Jesus. And when you send them, <laughs> help us to manage them. That woman was vision and path for Joseph. Joseph will have rotten in the house of Potiphar. But he was sent to that prison when they passed the test in the house of Potiphar. So she is a vision helper. Every vision helper you need to send to us. For us to move into the fulfillment of our vision, of our dream. Let's send them. But help us not to fail you in managing them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We celebrate the fulfillment of our dreams. In our lifetime. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, we worship you. Thank you for your servant you have used. We ask for fresh auction. What a fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
Praise the Lord. How many of you believe that God has spoken to you? Personally. It is a very practical lesson, message for each and every one of us. Do you believe that? This is the way God used to speak to His people. Those of you who attended the discipleship training, you might have heard how God spoke in the Old Testament time. God spoke to His people in the Old Testament time by dreams and visions. And He spoke to the main purpose is not to bring blessings alone. Whenever, wherever the people going wrong, out of His way, God speaks to remind them and to correct them, to teach them, to take them to the right way. When God speaks, and when He spoke, everything what He spoke through His children, that will be fulfilled. That is the sign of whether it is God spoken or it is of your own. In the time of Jesus Christ, God spoke through His Son, Jesus Christ. But today, God is speaking to us by the Holy Spirit. Through Bible, prayer, circumstances, churches, and circumstances. But today, God has very well spoken to us how God speaks. So if you have not had any dreams or visions, be encouraged, yes. But at the same time, there is a caution for all of you. There will be a time of making an error in that. So dear children of God, as long as you are desired, and your relationship with God is close and intact, then you will have dreams and visions. Because from my experience, as you heard, every one of us are unique. Every one of us are unique. As you have spoken to me, it is not necessarily to speak to you the same way. God has His own way to speak to everyone. Please understand and keep it in your mind. Just tell you one example. In the early stage, when I had a dreams and a visions, it was so tremendous I, in that one time I had a confusion. Whether it is my own thought or it is a dream. At last I went to the Lord and said, I do not want it. Because I had a confusion. That is my personal experience. So it does not stop you to have dreams. But be careful. Whatever the dreams, as weather is spoken, every dream will go and fulfill with line with the word of God. If not, that is of your own thought. Please see that. 
As long as you know the much you know the word, God will confirm your dream with the word. And that word will fulfill in your life. That will bring convictions, corrections, education, and, and not the least or the last, even blessings in your life. Whatever the blessings you dream for, God will fulfill it. If your dream is lined with the word of God. Amen? If you believe, say amen to that. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go with the peace of God. Let us give a mighty clap offering to our Lord for the acceptance of God's presence and God's word and confirms that it is truly God's word for each and every one of us for today. Amen. Amen. Thank you.